It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? This is Myron and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The alternative underground back alley underbelly secret society down on the docks on the other side of the track. Speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you, again, are listening to on the Odyssey app or maybe watching us on the YouTube or checking us out on the socials. It is still spring training. Obviously, it's it's been going on for a long time. And guess what? There's a lot more of it to come. Uh, we got some WBC action to talk about. And today on this episode, of course, I got Hanno up in Edmonds and I got the homie CJ. He's back, back from vacation right down here. In Scottsdale, I'm with them. There they are, right there. If you're hey, watching buddy. on the YouTube uh, feed, this that was the big reveal. We're happy to have you back. How's how has things been since we've talked to you last? Yeah, it's been great. Just traveling the world a little bit in Belize and Costa Rica, and soaking up the sun down here in Arizona, getting ready for the new season, and checking out a couple spring training games, and catching up on all the Mariners news I possibly can. Yeah, just spreading that Mariners love. What's going on, Hannah? What's going on up in Edmonds? How's the weather? What's life like right now? Uh, real good. Uh, can't complain. Um, how's things going for you? A lot of action going on down in Arizona. Multiple things to choose from. NASCAR, baseball, golf. Um, tell me about how you've been uh, juggling between the WBC and mariner games what's the vibe going on down there yeah uh over the weekend there was a lot to choose from uh prior to the wbc opening up officially there was a lot of you know uh practice games so you go see team usa or team canada whoever you want to follow you go watch them play you know another major league team and it turned into this you know big choice do you go watch the wbc or do you go you know watch your team um, on Saturday night, um, I chose to go watch the uh, USA play um, uh, the team from uh, the United Kingdom. It was kind of hard to get into the WBC with USA versus Mexico. Uh, actually, I'm very glad that I do have no buyer's remorse that I did not get tickets to that game. That was pretty, pretty tough. But the vibe has been it's busy. That's the vibe we've got down here um, today. We were just at Tempe Diablo. I mean, that was a, a bottleneck situation. How would you describe uh, uh, Tempe Diablo? Yeah, just it seemed, I think you put it best, like a horse track. You know, it's a super small stadium, especially for a team like the Angels. You'd think they'd have more seats. It was only a horseshoe, so you couldn't walk all the way around 360. 
and then just getting around it was just like shoulder to shoulder barely being able to move um it's kind of a weird vibe i mean there's a ton of people there which was cool but at the same time it just felt like it should have been i don't know the the experience wasn't that great for that stadium yeah and i feel like the experience of the wbc my feelings are downtown phoenix and chase field was not ready for this many people being down there you you throw the phoenix suns into the mix on saturday night you had uh the Suns playing, uh, taking on, um, I believe the Sacramento Kings. You had, you know, Mexico, or sorry, you had the United Kingdom and USA playing. And then prior to that, you had Mexico and Colombia. So it was, you know, an hour wait to get in anywhere to grab something to eat before the game. So, yeah, we were down there a couple hours before the game, but, you know, it took about an hour to um figure out that we weren't gonna get any service and it was very strange there was a lot of empty seats and things like that in restaurants i just feel like phoenix just wasn't ready downtown and uh it was a lot of understaffed uh in the stadium it kind of reminded me of the first day you know at t-mobile park every year where there's really long lines there's a lot of complaining online they kind of get it fixed so i don't know maybe they're going to get it fixed for these last few games but chase field was definitely i want to use the word shit show <laughs> but yeah i'm going to use the word shit show it seems they were probably more prepared for a diamondbacks game than a wbc yeah absolutely uh but yeah uh again lots to choose from it's kind of you know, one of these things where you really got to map out where you're going to go. You know, if you've never been down to spring training, um, I, my advice is to, I'm sure people look at maps. Maybe I'm just I'm, I'm not giving anybody anything new to think about, but it, it's a lot of driving around. It's like having a game in Tacoma, having a game in Edmonds, Everett, having Everett Bellevue. So you definitely have to do the mapping out. So it. It sounds like it's going to be really easy to go to a day game and then go to a night game, but you, you really got to think it out, especially when you're dealing with like a WBC. Also, you know, the, the cost of tickets, it seems like it's been a little bit different. The demand is, is really, really high. I don't know if it's because, especially being around the Mariners, I know there's this big excitement going on right now. Lots of fans are down here. I don't know if it has to do with, you know, the Mariners being, you know, having so much hype, I should say to them, or the fact that people haven't really been able to go to spring training in, you know, three years. Yeah, people haven't been traveling. So yeah. There's more, more travel. Maybe there's dynamic pricing too. I think you were talking about that. Yeah, earlier. there's a lot of dynamic pricing where it's, yeah, it's basically on a sliding scale every day. The prices are different. Um, and again, 2020, spring training got shut down uh 2021 that's still when there was limited seats uh 2022 was a very short spring training because of the uh lockout and so i think like maybe all those things and you add the wbc it's all converging so it, the crowds have been very very big yeah i think one thing too to think about is you know, a lot of people coming down to the spring training thinking you're going to see Julio at a, at a game, but then he's actually at the WBC. So there might be a little bit of disappointment on the fans, but still the fans are showing up. Yeah. From the fan side after, you know, the, the starting lineup kind of rotates out of, out, you know, out of the game, it, it gets a little like, who's that, you know, 
And right now it's pretty early in spring training still. So you're not getting a chance to really see um, a lot of the, you know, relief pitchers from our bullpen. I've personally only got to see a couple of them. Yeah. Cause a majority like brass and uh, Festa are all playing the WBC and not pitching for us. So it's uh, you're not seeing them play their normal relief duties when they're with the Mariners or their, um, their countries, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of uh, our players being in the WBC, Hanno, how are how are all our players uh, doing? Got any updates on what's going on? Yeah, I can give you a quick rundown. Uh, Diego Castillo was pitched in one game out of the two games played by the Dominican Republic. Uh, the other pitcher, Matt Brash, he's only pitched in one game. One inning looked fine. Uh, Festa has pitched in two games. He's blown one save, but in the same game pitched another inning and got the win in that game. So that's kind of how our pitchers are going. As you know, uh, with the pitchers and anybody in the WBC, the the major league club kind of gives them a outline of how much they want them to work or not work and pitching not every day or mostly every other day. And same I've seen with the uh, position players other than Julio. He's played in both games. Uh, Looked okay. Got a couple base hits. Eugenio, same thing. He only played in the first game out of the two that they've played so far. Uh, got a big base hit and an RBI against the Dominican. And uh, Harry Ford, he's been kind of the – he's the youngster on the team, just turned 20, 20 days ago. And uh, he's had the most success as far as hitting the long ball. He's got two home runs so far and uh, hit his second today. So he's been kind of the all the offense for – to the WBC so a lot of Mariners have um, contributed and there's a lot of action going but like I said it's kind of hit and miss if you're going to see the pitchers it just depends on what day you catch them yeah uh, I was a bit confused too about why pitchers were coming out I knew that there was some sort of pitch count but I was confused on you know how many pitchers each team was going to carry like the u.s team like they went through a lot of pitchers on uh what was it last night or at the time of recording this again or i should say they went through a lot of pitchers during the mexico game so it was interesting today to see what how that was gonna work out with the pitch count and the scheduling of the pitchers but obviously uh you know usa came out today and uh, mercy ruled canada yeah, I mean, like I said, Mark DeRosa really has no say in his bullpen and his pitchers. I mean, he can kind of map out how they go. But like I said, the big clubs have restrictions on those guys. And Mark DeRosa can't just manage a game like he would normally like to because of this. And like you said, the pitch count. Yeah, I mean, the starters can only go 65 pitches. So, yeah, it's early on in spring. Uh, it's kind of a weird time to be having this tournament. Probably the only time to be having it. So, yeah, I mean, it's a big management for the uh, manager of all the WBC teams. I feel like the WBC is great for these international players, and it's so awesome for, you know, the players that aren't in the major leagues. You know, like when I was watching United Kingdom, you've seen a lot of independent league players. Um, you're seeing a lot of, like, long A players. where They're already at this point in spring, if you're trying to make a ball, you're playing at the high, your highest level um, with not a bunch to lose versus, 
the you know stars that we have on the USA team, and it's hard to gauge when I'm watching um, what the you know. I don't want to say effort level because I don't want to say anybody's going out there not giving a great effort, but like definitely a caution, cautionary level when I'm watching these games. I don't know if you guys saw, but there's a young pitcher. I don't know the name off the top of my head, but he's a 21 year old from Nicaragua. Uh, he struck out Julio, I think Juan Soto, uh, and one other player. And Manny Machado. Yeah. And uh, Detroit signed him on the spot, like during the game or like after the game. <laughs> they were waiting in the dugout. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, it's like players like that are getting a chance. And then I think Czech Republic has some players that are plumbers or electricians. So it's pretty crazy the mix of talent that are with some of these countries that are playing against some of the best that we have. Yeah, there's like somebody, there's a bunch of kids lined up for autographs and then all of a sudden there's a front office and an agent waiting right there to, uh, can, I, can I get your autograph? Well, yeah. can I get you to sign right here? Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdome. So, Myron, tell me how, how it was down there at Chase Field with the all the different countries uh, in their little pool for the tournament that was going on down at Chase Field. It was it was fun. It was it was. <laughs> there was there was a lot of energy um like i said the saturday night game i went to prior to that you had mexico and colombia so uh, they were coming out the united states and uh and the united kingdom fans were going in it felt just like a i don't know a meeting at nato you know of of baseball fans you had the horns going you had people dressed up in uh, like parliament outfits you know, walk in the streets. There was definitely this cosplay, you know, Comic-Con feel to uh, going to the game. What was very interesting to me was the USA, <laughs> the USA crowd there was booing um, the United Kingdom uh, starting lineup when they were doing, when they were doing it in, per in person, which I thought was a, a bit extreme because I don't know if you go to the Olympics or the World Cup and you boo, boo other countries. Uh, that was, uh, it was like classless, but it just seemed like unneeded, but there's a lot of the Southern California, uh, angels contingent, uh, definitely in the crowd. Lots of, lots of angels fans, uh, down here, which, you know, this is a Mariners podcast. So this is a safe place to say, I did not like that. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know, I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
into the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you were picking teams of which major league had the most representation of crowds, it would I would say it was Angels, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, but the Mariners had a pretty good showing at these at these uh, at the USA games and there's nobody on the team except for Griffey's, but there was a lot of Griffey jerseys there. And I do have to say Ken Griffey Jr. Outside of maybe Mike Trout and maybe Mookie Betts, those were the biggest three pops. And I really, really felt bad for whatever coach got announced (laughs) right after Ken Griffey Jr. Because that was a, a very tough act to follow. Yeah. I think I read that, that uh, Griffey had the loudest, cheer of everyone when uh, he showed up on the screen yeah and like i said yeah I, the only other person i think that could challenge that was like i said mike trout or or maybe mookie Betts. in between those two games there was i think sixty-eight thousand fans which is huge <laughs> only average about fifteen thousand for like down back games so i could imagine the the lines were pretty crazy for concessions concessions and things like that oh yeah and you know <laughs> By the middle of the second game, let me tell you, the staff was over it. I mean, that that is a long day of work. Um, you, you could tell the frustration <laughs> that was going on. You know, a lot of them might might even been their first uh, week or day at work there. So, I know that I was complaining there a little bit about it, but I mean, I understand that that that's probably the case. Uh, one of the cool things I did see at the WBC was. Uh, some some of the celebrations uh, of course mexico had the sombrero united states didn't really do nothing um i don't think they saluted home- after every home run as they ran around the bases okay uh, to give them an effort point but i i gotta say the united kingdoms might be the coolest one i've seen oh you like the purple cape and the crown yeah and i think it especially looked good on uh mr ford mr ford didn't it yeah, he's the youngest player ever to hit a home run in WBC history. That's obviously the biggest home run on the biggest stage that this young man has had. Understatement. Oh, yeah. I mean, playing against older competition, you know, I mean, probably a lot of the same competition other than playing against the U.S. and big leaguers, but he's facing double AA, A, triple A guys in this tournament. So, yeah, I mean, he's showing out. Really glad for him. Yeah, and uh, you know, what is the overall your overall take on the WBC, Hanno, so far? Oh, it's great! Exciting baseball. It's on all day. 
um yeah it's on all weekend it's a good vibe uh, a lot of action of crowds into it um you can tell it's early on in spring training guys are still kind of working through things you know they're not quite as crisp on the mound hitting their spots you know they're missing a right over broadway over the plate and sometimes it gets crushed but other than that it's real solid baseball i mean guys are hustling they care yeah i I, I definitely do feel like they care and they like I was saying a little bit earlier where I don't feel like it's an effort thing. It's a cautionary and not being sharp thing when I'm watching baseball. Like I feel it's being played at a good high level. Is it does it feel like midseason form? No, but that's not to be expected right now. Yeah, exactly. But it's good competitive ball. I mean. That Dominican um, Venezuelan game, I was really excited. A lot of big league players, uh, you know, the Cy Young Award winner in the National League was on the bump for the DR. I mean, it, it was an exciting game. I don't know if you had a chance to catch that. Maybe you were at one of the other games, but yeah, a lot of action. Uh, Venezuela upset DR in that game, and uh, yeah, it's exciting baseball. It's like winter baller in the Caribbean league. If you've seen any highlights of that, you know, lots of horns, lots of noisemakers, flags all over the stadium. Guys score run. The whole team comes out of the dugout, pumped up, high-fiving them. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot of juice in these games. Major League Baseball presents Big League Tips. Here's how to figure an earned run average. First of all, take the total number of earned runs that you've allowed, say 20. You divide that by the number of innings that you've pitched, let's say 80. Now that'll give you a figure, 80 into 20, of 0.250. Now you take 0.250, multiply that by 9 to give you a number of runs per 9 inning. It, this would be 2.25. In the ERA of that, you'd be pitching awfully well. Baseball fever. Catch it. Since the last time we recorded, Flexen has started, Castillo has started, and Robbie Ray has started. So let's break those down. What do you think about Flexen? How did he do? Flexen has looked great all spring training, including that game on uh, Saturday. Uh, he went, I think, three and a third innings, gave up his first run of the spring. Um, he's looked solid. Yeah. Um, how is his velocity? Um, it's it's fine. I haven't noticed any discrepancies from where it's been in the past. Uh, he, he looks midseason form, in my opinion. He might be one of the more... Um, pitchers that is along for or one of the pitchers that is further along on this Mariner starting club. Yeah. And I wonder too, I don't, I know last year is so far away, but maybe also here's something to think about that. He didn't put as many miles on, on his arm towards the end of the year. Like in the last, let's just say six months or seven months or so, he hasn't put as much, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't logged as many innings and we always talk about the innings and the pitches, especially with the younger guys, but you know, it, it catches up to somebody. Mother nature is going to catch up to you too at the same time. So maybe this is, you know, something that he's benefiting from, you know, being that uh, guy out of the ball, bullpen spot starter for, you know, the last quarter of the season and not pitching in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, uh, I know Jerry's talked about Marco being the fifth starter, but he might be saying, well, I'm competing for this fifth starter and he's trying to do the best he can as well too. So it's hard to say, but he looks real solid here uh, in the few first, I don't know, three or four starts that he's had here in spring. 
Yeah, I did not get a chance to see Flex in person, neither did CJ, but we both got to see Castillo yesterday before we give our takes. Uh, what do you got to say about Castillo? Um, he he's, he's kind of looks like he's just trying to work on things. He doesn't look as sharp as he has or as dominant, you know. He's got quite a, uh, a resume of being dominant, and he hasn't really showed that yet. I know with him playing Texas yesterday, he probably didn't want to show them all – everything in his repertoire. It's just a thought. Um, his velocity has been down that I've been reading and it got crept back up to the mid nineties. This last game, he's given up some runs every outing he's had. So, I mean, it's hard to say, I mean, it's spring training. It's his first three starts, but is it a concern? It, it could be, but you just never know. It's so early on in spring training. It's just something I noticed. Yeah. I, I noticed on some, uh, some at bats, it didn't seem like. It, it, yes, he didn't have that same velocity that we we're used to. It is early, um, but then I did see certain at bats against certain like key guys like uh, Garcia on Texas, where I said, "Oh, look, like he like approached this guy differently." I don't know. If I'm just make speculating here. It just seemed like he just really went after him and tied him up. But also, you know, at the same time, yes, that's per this. The, the opposition could be not, you know, where they they want to be at this point of season two or preseason or spring training. Uh, what was your takeaway, CJ? Yeah, I would say it's just, you know, it's kind of what spring training is for, right? Working on things. It looked like he was working on a few things here and there. I mean, he did strike out four over three and a half innings, so that's you know, that's pretty solid. Uh, but yeah, it looked like there's certain pitches that he was just trying out, and then he was getting hit. I mean, he gave up a two on homer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just working on working on stuff. I'm sure it'll be be fine once the regular season comes around. Yeah, and he uh, he had a really good, nice round of applause when he came off the mat when he came off the mound. If that counts for anything, yeah, he seemed he like he was having some. Yeah, he acknowledged time, yeah. the crowd. Uh, really, really was taking in the the good vibes that the Mariner crowd was uh, giving out. You know, again with him, we've kind of seen in the past. And it's been talked about where it's not like a playing down to a different competition, but he does seem to shine the brightest when, you know, when the spotlight's on him and in big moments. And he has not disappointed us yet in, in that capacity. Yeah, absolutely. He's a workhorse. Uh, he's got a lot of, uh, a lot, he brings a lot to this club, and um, he showed that last year, you know, when his first start against the Yankees. I mean, he's a bulldog, so, yeah, I expect big things out of him. Yeah, the only bad games and bad times we've seen him is is games that, what, like the Kansas City Royals game or a game in Oakland or a spring game. That's the only time I haven't seen him where he's just overly dominant, you know, uh, and CJ was asking, is he still going to be the the – opening day starter or do you think the guy who made the start today Robbie Ray is oh I I haven't heard it be announced but I would say there's no question that he's not the opening that he is the opening day starter I would assume so uh just going off of like last year and this you know this is the guy we signed this is the guy that you know, everybody wanted and, you know, he, he ended the year the strongest last year and he pitched in the, you know, the biggest games for us. You give that's the guy you're going to give the ball to, you know, set the tone for the year, but also you wouldn't 
be going wrong if you handed the ball to you know a few of these guys in the in the in the starting rotation uh today you know when we did this recording before we did this we saw uh robbie ray today in person got six strikeouts uh looked pretty impressive the grunts were loud um looks to be in great shape i never thought he wasn't in great shape but those those pants aren't as tight as they were last year so maybe there's a little bit of room in there we'll get to that a little bit later um but uh, uh what did you see today in this game against what did you see in this game against uh the angels over at uh tempe uh hannah yeah robbie ray has been fantastic this whole uh spring training to start out um you're right i mean it's hard to think that he could gotten into any better shape but yeah he looks even more trim um it was talked about early on by some of the local media up here about how in shape he looked um and he looks like he's um off to a great start i mean he's throwing the ball hard he's getting guys out i believe this was the first run he gave up was this game so um he's had a nice spring so far i was gonna say the six strikeouts are great he looked dominant the pants were a little loose but you know i'm sure they'll get tighter <laughs> towards the beginning yeah yeah nice flock flocking hair going on i mean the grunts were there this looked dominant he looks like he's ready to. He looked like a guy that could have went like six, seven innings today if he if he wanted to go. He, his pace. He's somebody that's been working at a pretty good pace. Doesn't seem like he's really being affected too much about with the pitch clock. But I've also heard him talk about like every year he goes out with a different approach and he's a different pitcher. He's not somebody that sits there and goes, "This is what I do and this this is what I'm gonna do again." He seems like somebody that definitely has adapted to, you know, embracing what's going on that year. Sometimes it's worked for him. Sometimes it hasn't. Yeah, it was actually something that was interesting. He's working from the stretch today, and he, it looked like a different delivery than last year. Maybe it's something I didn't pick up on, but, like, he was showing a split finger and, like, holding his arm down. Like, it was just strange. Something new. Maybe he's just working on it, but it was uh, something I hadn't noticed before. Yeah, he's picked up the split finger here in spring training and has been working on it. So, yeah, good eye way to catch that. Um, so it's something he said he he's actually was going to kind of get away from that two-seamer that was so effective, effective for him later on in the season last year, and he's going to work more with his split finger. So it's good to see that it's been successful for him. I mean, today it was nice to see him striking out, like you said, all those guys in true major leaguers. I mean, he got Rendon, he got Walsh some you know top of the line guys in that angel lineup yeah and when we were watching him work out of the stretch we were trying to remember and having to go we might have to go back and look but this this arm like waggle thing that he was doing like we were saying where it was where he has the ball out in his throwing hand kind of I don't know what it is. It's almost like he's kind of showing a pitch and yeah. then he changes the pitch. But it remind me of I don't remember, what's the the pitcher that he was on our team for a little bit, but he had like the bat thing going on. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, so when he's out of the stretch, he doesn't have the ball in the glove, is what you're saying. Yeah, but he's also we sent you a video. He's kind of wag like he has this arm waggle. Like he in the stretch, he'll take his left hand and he'll kind of dip his shoulder and kind of like waggle his arm around and then he brings it up yep. instead before of, he gets set. Yeah. Instead of in the glove or behind the back, like you typically would see it was, it was pretty interesting. I just can't remember him doing that last year. 
And I think he's yeah. showing off, um, like he's trying to tell that he's throwing a splitter every time, but then you know it's not what he's throwing every time. Yeah, it's interesting. It also could be just something like, "Hey, I'm just trying this because yeah. it yeah. The shit doesn't count right now, yeah. and maybe people are going to prepare for this, and then I'm not going to do it when the season starts. I don't know. I just don't know if you remember that arm waggle, uh, Hanno. No, he never came to the stretch where he's been over quite like that. You know, and his his um before he came set yeah so this is just something new that he's doing yeah it looks like he's just a lot more hunched over well whatever he's doing i hope he keeps doing it because he's he's looked great this this spring baseball sure has changed junior yeah the hexagon replaced the diamond and can you imagine facing three pitches emerson on base the base ejector got him snoozing. He goes Why did it all change? All sport. Game just got too easy. The unsurpassed taste of all sport. A third more carbs than Gatorade for energy could make a difference. Next yeah. up. Your grandson's up. Ken Griffey the fourth. Next. It's going. It's going. Watch out, center Oh! Center Bush got him. He was robbed. All sport body quencher. The game will never be the same. Um, another position on, uh, you know, on this team that I would say has won the like strongest position, looking the best this spring, and you know this is with saying we don't have Julio, we don't have Teoscar, we don't have some of our outfielders right now. Is definitely you know the guys behind the plate. I think they've all looked pretty good. Raleigh's having a good spring. Tom Murphy's having a good spring. Hummel had an epic last week uh, looking pretty good. And even O'Keefe, you know, that three run Jack he hit uh, against Texas was, I don't know how hard that was. I heard somebody in the crowd say it was 112 off the bat, but I don't know where they're getting this information from. But also I, I would, I would, you know, I wouldn't call him a liar if it was, I mean, that was a Jack. What have you seen out of the catching position? And then, and then let's, let's even throw uh, Harry Ford in there. I mean, it's looking pretty good, right, Hannah? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a really deep position so far. I mean, Cal's Cal. Um, Murphy came out of the gate struggling, but he's came on here lately. And like you said, Hummel, um, I mean, he might be one of the guys to uh, snag at last roster spot. Um, with... Um, Cade Marlowe going down with that oblique and getting sent down to triple a um, it's to me, it's probably between him and Listella probably. I mean, maybe there's another outfielder that we picked up, but uh, yeah, he's had a good spring hitting over 300. Uh, I think only Jared Kelnick has a higher batting average than him, but yeah. And then Harry Ford, who's yeah, got some few innings before the WBC. So yeah, all the Mariners catchers are looking uh, really solid so far. You are right. Uh, Hummel's the the next person down from Jared Kelnick. You know, Jared's hitting 462. <laughs> you know, uh, his slugging is 1038. And then, yeah, Hummel's at 333. Uh, Tom Murphy's at 318. Uh, O'Keefe doesn't have a lot of at-bats, but he's hitting 545 in his, you know, dozen at-bats. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when you're talking about Hummel making the roster and you're, you know, adding that in with maybe these extra outfield positions, it's definitely him. Uh, Listella. Um, I know with uh, Cole Calhoun, which I thought was a nice 
a nice little insurance pickup by Jerry. He's somebody that you can start in AAA because of his minor league contract. But yeah, I, I think this humble guy has definitely, you know, shown out here. Obviously, too, <laughs> it'd be a nice look with the with for the front office with the trade that they made to get him, you know. Yeah. And for, you know, to catch people up, if you don't, if you're like, how the hell did he even get on the team? It's, we traded uh, Kyle Lewis for him. To Diamondbacks. To Diamondbacks. You know, Ford had 15, if we want to go through the other catchers, Ford's had, uh, you know, 15 at-bats, not counting any walks, of course. O'Keefe's had a dozen. Tom Murphy's had 22. Tom Murphy's looked great. Um Tom Murphy's also, I never realized how Jack this guy was. Yeah. So they call him Captain America, right? Yeah. Superhero. Like, I think this is something that maybe we, you know, we're wrapping it up here. Let's talk about it. Um, Who, who's going to have the tighter pants this year? Is it going to be Tom Murphy or is it going to be Robbie Ray? Because right now I got to say, and we'll put some pictures on the social media, compare and contrast. I got to say, uh, Tom Murphy's wearing the tighter pants right now. I agree. I don't know if they're the same size, but I would say that Tom's in probably an extra small and Robbie's in a small right now. <laughs> yeah. They the, are tight. They are. Uh, so that battery, if they're to pitch, you know, if they're going to be pitcher catcher battery, that'd be some tightness on the field. I don't know. Maybe he's got, maybe he's borrowing Robbie Ray's from last year. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll put those pictures up there and we'll do a compare and contrast. Maybe we'll get a poll going to see who's got the, the tighter pants there. But nonetheless, the, the catchers are back to what we were saying. The catchers are, you know, showing out right now at spring training. And that's also been a, a trouble spot for the Mariners for many years. Since Dan Wilson, we haven't had a, a great battery in Cal Raleigh, sir. Uh, you know, last year got sent down and came back up and made the most of it. And, you know, as fans, I feel like we're not even looking back on what Cal Raleigh can do. We're looking forward and how much he can improve. And I mean, as you talked about to me earlier, um, you've saw, you've seen him all spring since you've been down here only hitting right-handed and that's, you know, kind of his least dominant side of the plate. And he's looked really good from that side of the plate as well. So, I mean, much, much more to come from Cal Raleigh. It's exciting yeah. to have him and those other guys, like you mentioned. I've only personally seen him hit right-handed when I'm there. So I'd have to go look to, back to see if he's hitting left-handed. The only time I got a glimpse of him hitting left-handed was um, out on the in the batting cages, out on the practice field. I did see him hitting left-handed or basically got a glimpse, like I said, through through the door. But you could hear it. It sounded just like last year. You know, so maybe that is something, maybe it's, you know, with the thumb, I don't know. Maybe it's just, that's the way he gets ready. hits more right handed first than adjusts to left handed. I don't know. Maybe it's just the, a coincidence with the matchups. Yeah. Or coincidence of how you're rotating people in, in playing. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm very happy with what we're seeing out of the catching position. And again, it's been a, a spot it's been a tough spot for us where we've been thin as an organization for a very long time. And yeah. And Dan Wilson is down there. So add him to the list. He's looking good too. Yeah. Some roles years we had Zanino, right? He just couldn't hit a curveball. Send him down, come back up. He just, he wanted him to do so well, but he just couldn't cut with us. 
but it's nice to see that we have uh, more catchers now that are performing really well. Yeah, and you used to be able to, if you didn't have your you know starting catcher, whether it was Nola, whether it was what was the guy that we sent to Chicago? It doesn't matter. Of course, no. Uh, Navarez. Navar. Whether it was Navarez, it was like on their day off, you were putting in an automatic out, you know, and it doesn't look like, or you were having to go down to, to triple a and scrape somebody off the bench and bring them up. And this year, I don't feel like, you know, knock on wood, everybody stays healthy. This is going to be a position of great depth for the Mariners. Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope they can. I'm a little concerned still with uh, Murphy's defense, but we'll see how that goes. Sports presents the 1979 All-Star Game from Seattle's Kingdom. It's the All-Stars of the National League versus the best of the American League. The 1979 All-Star Game is brought to you by Chrysler Corporation. See the mileage makers at your Dodge or Chrysler Plymouth dealers. By the newest member of Gillette's All-Star Team, Foamy Tropical Coconut Shave Cream. Every shave is like a trip to the tropics. And by the Miller Brewing Company, brewers of Miller High Life. If you've got the time, we've got the beer. And by Polaroid, makers of the SX-70 Sonar, the world's smartest camera. Yeah, so I don't know if everyone knows, but the, there's two Wongs on our team, right? They're brothers. And uh, when Keen Wong uh, subbed in for Colton Wong, it was the first time that brothers have subbed for each other since 2014 when uh, BJ Upton subbed for Justin Upton. And that was from Alex Meyer from uh, Twitter, but that was a pretty cool little stat that we saw. Nice. Yeah, there just hasn't been as many brothers that have been on the same team. There's a lot in the big leagues, as we know, with uh, the Nolas who played in the World Series against each other last year, but never on the same team. Yeah, I didn't. I missed that. They brought Colt Monk's brother over, and I was called out for that. I got called out in the stands by somebody from the video. One of those mass hires that they did from the front office were sitting in front of us with their. They took your Mariners card from you? They tried to. They tried to. I said, I said, is he. He why had me. Why is he making wear ninety seven? And he kind of bobbled a, a routine ground ball. And then there's kind of a weird throw. And I go, ooh, I thought they were working on this. And the yeah, guy turns and goes, "That's his brother." Yeah. And I was like, "When did we get him?" And I guess we got him last month. I didn't know. I I didn't know. I knew he had a brother, but I wasn't talking down on him. I just was like, and they just happened to play second base too. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's an honest mistake. I was more <laughs> concerned about him having number ninety seven. That's what I was like. Ah, why did he pick that number? That's not a good second baseman number. That's not what I would. But and I, I was corrected. I was corrected. And the, the very last thing on here, a uh, little announcement: the Mariners have this uh, opening skills uh, workout the the day before opening day. I don't know if it's the day before they open up against Cleveland, but yeah, they're having some skills competition and kind of an open house, I guess. Yeah, it's uh I know that they it's they're going to have a home run derby. They're going to um we got an email about it, I believe, but 
Yeah, nothing like a home run derby in 50-degree weather the day before opening night. That sounds horrible. Yeah, so it's the uh, 2023 workout day. It'll take place on Wednesday, March 29th at Timo. In addition to the full squad's workout, the Cubs players and coaches will participate in the Diamond Derby and Skills Challenge, a collection of competitions including a home run derby, fungo golf, bunt battle, and more. Yeah, I'm just hoping nobody, you know, I hope Julio doesn't decide to hit, what, 88 home runs or 89 home runs, whatever he hit, you know, in front of the crowd, uh, you know, the day before (laughs) opening day. Um, I'm all right with the bunt challenge, aren't you, Hanno? Let them bunt. Actually, they could use a little extra work on that anyways. (laughs) Yeah, just to me, coming from, I know spring training's been a lot milder than in years past, but... Going from that weather to this weather and then torquing and oblique strain waiting to happen, it sounds like. Anyways, that's our episode. Uh, Still down here. Still down here in uh, Peoria, uh, Scottsdale to be exact. Um, Checking Mariners action out. We'll be back this week with another episode. Uh, Thanks again for listening and watching us yes we have this up on the youtube now and also you know it's always on the odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from um also say hi by giving us a review maybe one of those five star reviews you know we like five tool baseball players on this podcast but you know what we like more than five star reviews so don't be afraid to do that or hit us up at the socials or if you have something to say you know privately hit us up at rye bread or in length at rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com thank you cj for hosting us tonight again down here checking out your scottsdale uh joint um again thanks to hanno up in edmonds this is the rye bread and mustard a mariners podcast hanno you know what time it is
the uh, 